Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Effective Faith podcast. This is a weekly podcast that we're answering questions about productivity, tools and gear that help us get things done as well as our theology, Christian living, and how we approach getting things done in a way that's going to support our overall well-being and help us to honour Jesus better. My name's Chris Wood and I run Effective Faith and I'm your host for the podcast. Now before we dive in today, I just want to encourage you, if you if you like this podcast, if you think it's valuable, then please do subscribe, leave a review on your whatever podcast app you use. Uh, that really helps to get the podcast to be heard by more and more people. And also, if you know of anyone who you think this episode might be helpful for, then please do pass it on to them. This week, we're dealing with another listener question, two questions, actually, but they, they link together uh, and they're from the same person. So our listener asks... Number one, how would you recommend starting to plan new projects or longer term based work? And then number two, are there any parts of an organization system that you think are more key or better to get started with? I'd love to set something up that allows me to be more efficient, but I'm worried about becoming overwhelmed with trying to keep up with a system. Is it better to implement parts of a system in stages or to commit to the whole thing from the beginning? So thank you very much for the question. Both excellent and both really, really helpful questions. So thank you for that. I want to state, though, right right at the start here, that whilst I'm aiming to, to share my wisdom and things that I've learned on this over the years, every person is different. And so some of the things that I say might not be helpful for you. And trying to replicate exactly like for like things that work for me or another person they might actually make things more difficult and more stressful for you and not less. So please, therefore, consider carefully what I say or what anybody else says on these kind of things. So let's dive in. Planning projects and looking ahead to the long term, it's something that I'm still figuring out to a degree. The extent to which a project requires planning is going to vary. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, what's known as GTD, getting things done, uh, and the method there. In that method, and there's a book uh, of it as well, a project is defined as anything that requires more than one action to complete it. Now, to me, that's a bit excessive as you end up with some quite basic and very simple things being defined as projects. My point is, is that some projects aren't going to require a lot of planning and thought, just a 10 or 15 minute brainstorm of what actually needs to be done to get to the end of it. Some projects are much more complicated. So I would say that the first step with any kind of project planning is always to work out the nature of the dragon that you're dealing with here. Another issue I find with the GTD definition, the getting things done definition, is that each week, you end up with like five or 10 or whatever new projects being added to your list of projects every single week. Now, that for me is a recipe for overwhelm. When I was a GTD purist, I found the desire to focus my time on the short and simple projects was significant. If I'm going to add 10 projects to my list every week, then I want to clear 10 projects every week. So that list doesn't just keep growing and growing and growing. That's not a helpful approach uh, if you want to focus on what's important and not always be going for the low-hanging fruit. 
Something I struggle with is being quite impatient with myself when it comes to this kind of thing. I expect results of some form quite quickly, and so I'm tempted to not take the time that is actually required to work through a project. Because of this, I'm actually working quite hard at the moment to slow down my expectations and not get ahead of myself. So, if I'm working on a much larger project, here's how I tend to approach it. First thing is uh, being sure I'm clear on any deadline that there is for completion, because this is what's going to give me my window on which I can work on the project. Then I'll allow myself time to think through and work out how to approach it. I'm currently um, working on a, a larger project for a UK-wide organisation. Now, I worked out that there would be four main phases for this. There's fact-finding and information gathering, analysing and evaluating all of that, forming recommendations and then writing it all up. After that, I started brainstorming my initial tasks and plan for the first, the first part of that only. This was documents to find and read, people to meet with and interview, etc, etc. Having a broad plan for the project as a whole and knowing the time scale helps me to decide how long I have to gather the information I needed and so allocate my time accordingly. Now with that initial task list prepared, uh, I would normally then split that list up. So at this point, I had about 50 or so tasks relating to organising and preparing for meetings, as well as uh, other information that I needed to find out. Now, to me, this is really unwieldy. Uh, 50, uh, 50 tasks on a list is quite unwieldy. So before any week begins, uh, I will separate out the tasks that I plan to do that particular week from the rest of the list. That helps keep me focused on what I'm wanting to do and not getting overwhelmed by the whole thing. Now, if you play uh, video games at all, then you'll know that when you fight the big boss at the end of the game, no matter how scary, no matter how terrifying, no matter how overwhelming that big boss may seem, there's always some small bit that is glowing orange. Now, normally that's an eye or something like that. Now, you know that that's the source of its power and you focus all of your attention on that bit and you ignore the rest. You only go for the bit that's glowing orange. Now, this is a good rule for approaching larger projects. You can't do a project. You can't do the whole thing. All you can do is the individual tasks. So splitting it up and focusing on parts and tasks one by one and working through uh, that way is a much better better approach than trying to do the whole thing all in one go. This is the reason why I think planning things is so important. You know, we've all sat an exam uh, and we've spent an hour and 45 minutes on the first question and then had 15 minutes left to do the other two. Having a very rough plan for the whole project enables you to focus on what you've decided to do on any given day or week and ignore the rest. For now. Now, obviously, as you go and as you work through things, more stuff is going to come up that you know you need to do to complete the project. And so as that comes up, you can just add it to the relevant part of the list. So that's really how I approach planning projects. In terms of longer term planning, planning ahead, the, the listener says that 
it's very easy to overestimate what can be done in a short time period and underestimate what can be done over the long term. My advice here is that it actually takes time to learn what's reasonable for you and for your work to get done in a week or a day. And once you're more confident of, of understanding how much you can reasonably expect to get done in a day or a week, then planning for this becomes easier. Uh, I'm not great here. I always overcommit myself. I always end up with lists that just get longer and longer as I can't complete what I plan to do in the time I plan to do it. Uh, I'm still learning here and I'm trying to be more realistic in my expectations. So I stop spending my whole life feeling like I'm behind on where I need to be. My advice here, as I've said many times before, is we tend to plan our time uh, in the now as if we're Superman and we'll get green lights all the way. So whatever you think you're going to be able to achieve in the time, <coughs> reduce it a bit. And that'll be much more realistic. As for your second question on which aspects of a productivity system are more important, well, I'd be tempted to say that all of them are more important. However, you know, if, for example, you're using my COPE idea, my COPE acronym, which is Collect, Organise, Plan, Execute, I would say if you're not capturing or collecting your tasks and getting a list down of all of the things that you're responsible for, then you've got no idea what your work actually is. And if you're not doing the work, that's execute in my COPE acronym, then what's the point of all of the rest? What's the point of collecting it all and organising it all and planning it all if you never end up actually doing it? Logically, I want to say, therefore, that without these two elements, collect and execute, you don't have a system. It is my experience that tells me that it's in organisation and planning, though, where most people come unstuck. This is because people either don't have an organisation system or they don't have any kind of plan or because their system of organisation and planning is so complicated that they have little time left to actually do the work. Here I'm reminded of, of Arnold Rimmer in a great British TV programme, comedy programme called Red Dwarf, um, famously spent so long creating and planning his revision timetable for his engineering exam that he no longer had the time to actually revise for his exam. And so your worry, I would say, about being overwhelmed by having a system is a legitimate one. Don't be Arnold Rimmer. In terms of starting with parts of the system or incorporating the whole, then the only advice I can give you here is to keep things really simple. The more complicated things get, then the harder it gets. In fact, I've heard it argued really convincingly that you should always start as simply as possible and only make things more complicated if your simple system can't cope with something that comes your way. I always find it helpful to boil things down to the core essence of what is actually required. What is the core of what you need? To do this, uh, in terms of this particular question, there are three things in my mind. First, we're all human, and so we can't be omniscient, we can't be omnipotent and omnipresent, we don't have perfect foresight. 
Therefore, no system, no amount of organising, no amount of planning that we do is ever going to be inerrant or infallible. We therefore need grace and we need patience with ourselves. And we also need the humility to accept the limits that we have and the weaknesses. Secondly, you need to have some kind of weekly time set aside to get a bird's eye view of all of your current work. This doesn't need to be in excruciating levels of detail. It's, it's there partly to make sure we're not missing anything. But I think a bigger reason why this is important is it gives us confidence to actually work through the plan and focus on the specific things we've decided to focus on without that feeling of sort of constant anxiety and niggling that we might have missed something big. We've got a bird's eye view. We've got a big picture understanding of everything that we're responsible for and committed to. And therefore, we don't need that anxiety that we've missed something really significant. Beyond this, the third thing, all you really need to know on any given day is what you need to work on for that day. So having an organisation system that enables you to do this is what's going to help you, I think. In essence, it doesn't matter how complicated your system of organisation is. All that any of us are ever doing is splitting our work up into manageable chunks that we can handle in the time that we have available. The other reason being, of course, that we cannot possibly be expected to hold everything in our head and use our time well. So we write it down and we break it down. My YouTube series uh, at the moment is going through the system that I use week by week. So please do check that out. Uh, it's the Effective Faith YouTube channel if you want to go into the specifics of what I do. But a couple of things to say now. Many people will lump their work together into categories. This is how they break it down. You know, it might be finance work, admin work, writing work, etc, etc, etc. Currently, I'm splitting my list up by when I plan to do something. This is following Carl Pauline's time sector system idea. So I split it up, whether it's this week, next week, this month, etc, etc. Both of these approaches, splitting it in categories and splitting it in time, have their advantages and disadvantages. And I plan on exploring this a bit in some upcoming blog posts that I'm working on. So check that out when they come. But here's the headline. Everybody has to group their tasks by time either in the organisation of it and then the execution of it or just in the execution when you actually do the task. If you do a task on a Monday, you've grouped that task into Monday. If you do another task on a Tuesday, you've grouped it into Tuesday. Everybody has to group their tasks by time in some way or another. Most people, not everyone, but most of us tend to also batch our tasks by type or category or project as well to a degree. Therefore, in terms of planning, you tend to have a batch of one category or type of task allocated to one time slot. So you're basically grouping by time, grouping by category, and then matching the two together. So for example, in a former life, 
Wednesday mornings was when I did all of my finance related tasks. So I batched them all together in a list of finance tasks and then I batched them all together and did them all on a Wednesday morning. So here's the question. Do you want to go through X number of category lists, maybe eight or nine category lists? Then, you know, looking through each of those categories, one after the other, and then batch them by day or time? Or do you want to go through one list for the tasks that you're going to do this week? And then again, batch them by day or time based on what they are and when you want to do them. For me at the moment, I'm batching them by time and working that way. But this is just one approach. Now, I hope this has been helpful for you. Uh, if it doesn't fully answer your question, then please do come back to me. And if anyone wants to come back to me on this, then please do. And also, I would love to have more questions from listeners. I've got a, another two lined up, but please do drop me an email. That's effectivefaith15.58 at gmail.com. Or you can use the contact form on my website, effectivefaith.org. If you listen on Spotify, then you should also be able to ask a question directly in the Q&A box that shows up on the episode screen. And as I said earlier on, if you found this valuable, then please leave a review. Please share it with anyone else you think may find it helpful. And please do listen next week when we're dealing with another listener question, uh, this time relating to email. So I'll see you next week.